0: welcome you've got mail
1: welcome back to the mail-in podcast it's a beautiful day in austin texas i am your host brett merriman sitting in front of me a uh, a mail-in veteran and and will who has also been on the mail in a bunch will and sally defries sally and will defries welcome to the show pleasure to have you guys
0: thanks for having us
2: as always brett great to be here it's great. very excited.
1: I'm I'm pumped for you guys. It's I, been a
2: long time since I've been able to uh, hop on the mail-in. I'm excited about this.
1: Have you ever been on the mail-in not in this chair that I'm sitting
0: in?
2: Uh, I think so. I okay. think I've sat in this one before. Okay. I think the only other times I, I did do a little producing though.
0: No, you probably were in that chair though. Probably was. Because Dylan think you're wrong. was right there.
1: Sally has always been. I feel like you're you're in the chair next. We to We would
0: switch around.
1: So is this throwing you off at all?
0: Not really. Well, it threw me off when I saw what I looked like on camera. What does that mean? I With thought you were Rand- great. Randy showed me. That was, I look like a whale. But
2: <laughs> 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 you are pregnant. So like you are going to look larger than you look normally on camera when you're on the Mail-In podcast. So I know. It's okay. Just,
0: I've been avoiding mirrors and stuff. So really had no idea what I looked like until <laughs> five minutes ago.
1: Um, you look great. You are almost nine months pregnant, right? Yes. So we are we're getting down to any day now. Uh, Sally, let me ask you first before we get going. How did Will do this weekend on the nursery? This past weekend. Oh, don't ask that.
0: Uh no, he did fine. Okay. My mom did a lot of it. <laughs> okay. And I and my nieces helped. Um, and Will was watching a soccer game. Well and my mom said and it was the man U game too, she said, Do you think he can take a break and help us build something? And I said, No. This is the only <laughs> sport he watches and it's his man, one team.
1: You are ride or die.
0: Yeah. I, I my mom would never ask the same like a uh, she would never ask my dad something like that if there was mm-hmm. a Texas game on. So I was like, this is the equivalent. We can't, can't interrupt him. I
2: heard the conversation transpire, but I didn't hear how it ended because I think you started whispering to her for fear that I was going to get, like, worked up over it or something. But when I heard Sally, Sally, like, immediately shut it down. And I was like, oh, thank." Like, but I also it's was only like, it'll be minutes. over
0: in 45 minutes. Like,
2: and I ended, up, I ended up building that puppy swing thing deep into the second half. So I, I felt pretty good about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Building that puppy swing. Deep in the second. I was very
2: confused when we registered for a puppy swing, given that we're having a child and not a puppy. But I, I figured out it's a swing that has puppy stuff on it.
1: Okay. Yeah. So there's no confusion with Rosie. She wasn't like, dude, what is this? No.
2: She she didn't see the swing and was like, oh, shit, that's for me.
1: Are you concerned about Rosie with a new family member?
0: Uh, Yes and no. She, she's she been around my nephew a little bit and I think is, like, adequately confused. Okay. But, but not, not, like,
1: to the point where you're, like, concerned if she's going to get too, like, whoa, what is no, this?
0: No, my bigger concern, Rosie really likes food mm. and will take food out of your hand. I don't know if you've been a victim to that. Um, <laughs> at, when the kid starts eating is when I'm going to be concerned because she does, like, she'll just straight up take it out, snatch it out of your hand. And I don't want, like, some toddler walking around with a Cheeto and she just, mm-hmm. like, bites the kid hands off.
1: That's, I don't want Please that Please
0: don't either. call CPS on us. Like, <laughs> we're going to handle it, I guess, <laughs> some way.
1: If this is your first time listening to the Mail-In Podcast, first of all, welcome. Second of all, we do our best to answer your questions. That is the goal of the Mail-In Podcast. You may run into situations in your 20s or 30s, or potentially 40s, I don't know, uh, that you need help with. And between all of us here, we've probably been there too. We know what you're going through, and we're going to help you manage. How can you help us out? That's how we help you. How do you help us? Tell a friend about it. Uh, it's the easiest way to get into washed media. No loading phase here, just questions and answers from people like you. Send them a clip, send them a segment that makes sense for what they're dealing with. Subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify. And provide us with some voicemails, we have one uh, today that I'm excited about. Hit the hotline. That's 888 362 MAIL, 888 362 Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter and Instagram bio at mail-in podcast are you guys ready
0: i'm ready
2: i'm I'm so ready
1: let's do this this one comes from john he says hey mail-in crew i've recently found out my girlfriend loves brunch except her brunches her brunches are really eight hour bar crawls she insists i'd go despite none of her friends being in relationships which causes me to drink more as the only guy there Whenever I say no, she accuses me of not wanting to spend quality time with her despite living together. Recently, I made a tea time, and she told me she's worried we're going to lose our Saturdays together. How do I express that this isn't quality time and I need to have time for my hobbies? She she wants to hang with the girls and him.
0: Honestly, (laughs) I'm kind of shocked that one of her friends hasn't said something. To her? To her. Okay. Because... Will and I fell victim to this um, pretty early on in our relationship when I was living in Houston and Will Mm -hmm. would come in town. And I'd be like, well, I want to spend time with my long-distance boyfriend. But it's, you know, whatever, birthday or whatever. So I'd bring Will. And a lot, I mean, I would say probably half of my friends were in relationships. But same situation, like maybe one of my friend's husbands is golfing or one of them is doing whatever. So Will ends up there and he's the only guy and he's like, it's not fun for him. My friends are weirded out. And then, like...
2: This happened a lot when you lived in Houston.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying.
2: Because, yeah, I was in town, so I wouldn't get included. I wasn't close enough friends with any of the guys at to, the like, time to get included, to, to get included t- in, like, a golf or an alternative plan. And it was like, yeah, this is fine going to this brunch with all the girls. But at the same time, like, they don't want me here. The only person that wants me here is Sally. And Uh I feel the obligation to be there because I don't get to see her throughout the week and stuff. And so it's like, yeah, the Saturdays do mean something. But at the end of the day, it's like if you think that your relationship, your entire life is going to be spending every Saturday together, then you've got you you're going to get a large dose of reality at some point.
1: The kicker, these guys live together. Yes. Yes. Throughout the week, they're having quality time, quality dinners. They're having maybe a sunbasket. Stay tuned.
2: If you live together, you absolutely do not have a required presence at
0: brunch. So I think. The move here is him telling her, chill out. Like, mm-hmm. we got to – Saturdays are for your girls and for the boys. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> we're doing that? Yeah. <laughs> but I think he needs to just be honest with her and be like, I don't want to come spend my Saturday with all your friends at brunch, and I want to golf. That That's a legitimate thing. And then back it up with like, okay, we're going to do Friday date nights or we're going to do Thursday date nights or whatever. Make it about her – and then if she's really resistant, get the closest friend that she has that you're friends with and be like, "Hey, you should plan it in her ear that it's stupid when I'm there." Yeah. Like, I because, don't
1: think they want her. In right, there. I
0: truly cannot imagine a group of girls who's like, "Yeah, I'm so glad Sarah's boyfriend's here." Like, it right. it changes the vibe. It it's the same way that like if y'all were all hanging out, I show up, you're like, "Oh, solid. Will's wife is here." Like, you know never, what I'm saying? Never but I mean yeah, that's it, never
2: been said Sally.
0: I'm sure not. But I just think if, if there's like if it's co-ed all around great, but if there's like one guy there, at least it, with my friends I'm like god, he's kind of killing the vibe right now.
1: Yeah, almost through no fault of his own. He's just he doesn't really have the he doesn't right. have the juice to to hold his own with with at with eight other women at Th- brunch.
2: This is not this guy's problem at all. No. This is her problem and that's de facto his problem, but Something I do whenever we do a, a Saturday tea time or a Sunday tea time, whatever, mm-hmm. is I just make sure that after the tea time's done or scheduled and everything like that, usually I try to make sure it's an early one so mm-hmm. that if Sally wants to sleep in, I don't have to feel bad about ditching her on a Saturday for six hours. Right. And then I usually try to make sure that the schedule's cleared after the tea time in order for us to do something if right. we want to do it. I'd say most times we end up going to like Matt's All Rancho or some other restaurant with a group, so it doesn't really matter. But at the end of the day, like, but it sounds like this that wouldn't this strategy wouldn't work because she turns it into an eight hour bar crawl and just gets obliterated. So it's, it's.
1: and she's calling that quality time. I think Sally's right here with supplementing, what, uh, his his Saturday quality time in quotations with a Friday or Thursday, intimate, date. Right. Like, hey, we're we're getting quality time. You don't have to bring me on Saturday. I I still love you. It's it's not going to take away from our relationship. Not spending, uh, you know, mimosa trains together i like,
0: mean and definitely don't mention to her that like her friends are definitely talking shit about her <laughs> behind her back because like they are they're like god this girl can't leave her boyfriend and like it kind of probably they're also talking shit about this guy being like does he have a life or friends but yeah, it's not that would be a red flag. Yeah.
2: like does he have friends
1: this poor dude just sitting there sipping on mimosas and i love how he mentions the he's like yeah i drink more because i don't know what to do with my hands right because i'm in a conversation i shouldn't be in
0: the other move here too is like Maybe bringing some guy friends along next time so that you, like, have someone else there. Two birds, one Why stone? don't you yeah. plan,
2: like, a dinner out that, like, on Saturday night with everybody that's, like, a couple's thing so you don't have
0: the obligation to go see But there's to no couples. They're, couples. they're the only couple. Oh, why they're you,
1: the only couple. Why don't you bring some of his boys and just try to, like, you know, Yeah, pawn them off on other people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of ways to go about this, but number <laughs> one is to, like, be honest with your girlfriend about... The fact that you already live together
2: he's done he's done what he needs to do and that's acknowledge that there's an issue here Mm -hmm. and the issue needs to get solved yeah and this is not a good problem to have
0: no but i think it's an easy one i mean unless she's just that codependent and she could be but maybe that's just a whole other issue that needs to get worked out you know what i'm saying
1: i guess just go low on Saturdays and yeah, spend guy just some quality go time go on golf. Friday.
2: Like, just let him let him go play. You guys can meet up after, and then his his drunk friends from the golf course can show up with your drunk friends from brunch, and all of a sudden you got a couple's dinner off at El Tiempo. It sounds great. Yeah.
1: Oh, El Tiempo sounds so good. It
2: sounds so good. I've been, cr- I've been craving it lately, and I haven't had it in forever. I don't think I've had it since the pandemic started.
1: What's your – oh, the, the molcajete sauce.
2: Yes. Yeah, of which they have a very you know. good substitute, or I guess it's not a substitute, it's a mochahete sauce at Joann's in Austin, Texas. And it's oh. the only other place I've seen that has like a oh, comparable really? one. Yes, it's delightful.
0: And maybe we knew that. Mochahete. Well, the mochahete is actually referring to the dish it's made in.
2: Mm. I know, but this this sauce is similar to mm-hmm. the one that they have. At so, El Tiempo.
0: Sorry that I'm moving around a lot. I really cannot good. get comfortable. It's because you have a human growing <laughs> inside of you. Yeah. So Sp- that's, that's coming of, uh, across on the mic. I'm sorry.
1: Speaking of golfing on Saturdays, you know mm-hmm. what my favorite part of, about a golf course is, Will? What? The landscaping. The grass. The grass. You know they could use to uh, to get better better grass. Over I've got there. a good
2: idea of something they could use.
1: How about our friends over at Sunday? Spring is just around the corner, and that means it's time to get the lawn on track. Will I know? Last thing anyone needs. Is another complicated or toxic lawn product. You don't need that. Randy just threw me off with a new logo for Sunday. On Dude, the screens it's a here. Hot picture of it. It's hot. Their
2: branding is so good. It's hot.
1: Sunday is not just another lawn care product, it's a customized lawn plan that works with nature, not against it. They take all of the guesswork and unwanted chemicals out of the process so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets, and the planet. Sally, that's the, th- the three Ps. Yeah, people, pets, and planet. Uh, what I like most about—I don't have a lawn, but my buddy in Austin does, who I have gifted my Sunday products to, mm-hmm. and we're doing a little experiment here.
0: Uh-huh.
1: We've already put it down. We put down the primer, uh, and it's absolutely fantastic to use. Will, as we'll mention, the branding is is super tight. Is there ever
2: y- a city to test out a lawn uh, and garden nutrient? In it's Austin because right. Austin will test your lawn more than most cities in the United States.
1: Exactly, and it's all you have to do is you pop it onto your garden hose, mm-hmm. just screw it in, and and go. Dunzo. It's incredible. The coolest thing was the free lawn analysis. You hearing about this, will? Dude,
2: it's like I, it just analyzes your lawn.
1: It gives you lawn stats. It's next gen stats for your lawn.
2: I'd say I don't know how it works, but like they actually explain how it works, and it all makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. You <sighs> pop in Sally. You pop in your your address, and it gives like a grade on your soil. It's like you have A-plus nutrients. And you know like, who
0: we need to do this for? Drew Betcher.
1: Yeah. Well, let's get Drew Betcher in here.
2: Noted friend of the podcast.
0: Noted friend of the podcast. Also noted lawn boy. He, he loves a good lawn.
1: He's he's ripe for Sunday. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely ripe for Sunday. Go to skitsunday.com, put in your home address, and their free lawn analysis took care of the rest all in just seconds. Custom lawn plan just by being like, here's where I live. Boom. Sunday uses soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plant so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. Here's what it's made with. Ready? Mm-hmm. Seaweed. You know what that is. Big fan of that. Iron. You know what that is. Pretty. I pump it. How about molasses? Ooh. So you can grow better and feel better about it. None of the, None of the crazy stuff. Like the stuff you can light on fire. You don't need that. No,
2: you don't want that. If your lawn's on fire, you've done something gravely wrong.
1: Exactly. Sunday explains what you get and why, and everything is waiting at your door when you need it. All I had to do, like I said, attach the pouch to the garden hose and spray. Used to take up my whole day, Will. Now it takes 15 minutes. Beautiful. 15 minutes. Best of all, it really works, and the lawn is looking better than ever. I'm getting uh, updates weekly
2: that's big you have an investment in your friend's lawn and right. I like
1: that I sure do here's how you can take advantage of Sunday go to getsunday.com slash Stella to get twenty dollars off your custom lawn plan at checkout that's twenty dollars off your custom lawn plan at GetSunday.com slash Stella is ready for a voicemail
2: well I have a question for you before we do that sure Are you, Have you consider getting a dog so you can start using it as the promo code on this podcast
1: yes I already have a name in a in a in a I was going to say breeder, but I don't want to say that too loud. Shh, don't say that.
0: I actually have a friend who has some um, Newfoundland retriever That's puppy. a
1: huge dog in the future. Yeah. I don't know if I can do a like, 150-pound dog.
0: They're cute as hell.
1: Oh, that's sounds okay. We'll talk after the podcast. Okay. Here's a voicemail.
0: Hey, mailing crew. I got a question for you. Uh, last November, I closed on my very first house, and
2: I've been living there ever since. Uh, It's my first house, and it's been taking a while for me to kind of get things set up and put together. Um, The long and short of it is I feel like I'm at a spot now where I'm ready to show it
0: off and have some friends over. I want to have a party. However, I want to invite over coworkers and also some personal friends and friends of mine from the
1: gym.
2: Do you think it's a good idea to
0: mix two friend groups? Do you think I should do two parties? What's your guys' take on kind of mingling friend groups like that? All right, love to hear your take. Love the pod. Thanks. Bye.
1: Just you for doing the, having a house. For
2: buying a house? Yeah.
1: That's better, tight. better than
2: what I'm doing.
0: No. Well, Not buying a house? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Are you
1: mixing friend groups at a, at a housewarming party?
0: Yes. Absolutely you are. You don't need to have two parties.
1: I mean, unless,
2: unless you, want you want to have two parties. <laughs> parties. Like, that <laughs> I, doesn't sound like the worst solution. Right.
0: But, like, inherently, if you're hosting the party, the party's about you, it's about your friends. So, it doesn't matter that they're from different walks of life, you still can have all your friends over. Yeah. Whether they're from work or college or your neighbors or whatever.
1: Sure. You gotta make sure that in those friend groups though, it's like a bachelor party. You gotta make sure there's a glue guy involved aside from you. Well you gotta have one of your boys. like you know one of your boys is gonna be able to, to walk up to that new group and be like, Oh, hey I'm Chris. Like I can Right. I can hold no, core. totally
0: agree. Because you don't wanna invite like a a group of really close work friends and like none of them wanna talk to anybody else.
1: And it just it clicks off in corners of your kitchen?
0: I'll say this. Will and I have been to a party like that. I'm oh, going to no. just out Lily really fast. <laughs> Remember Lily's Friendsgiving party? When it was, like, work, family, and then the other, like, random friends that, like, I kind of knew. And I knew her work friends, too, but it, like, quickly became, like, a work party that, like, the, the other four of us were just oh. present it for. It was a
2: friends giving party, and it was very fun. Don't okay. get me wrong. But as the party w- wore on... Uh, you know, people started dropping if they weren't in, like, the main crew. And Sally and I were kind of the last people standing at this point that were, like, the outsiders of the work Mm. crew. And they started playing this super aggressive game of charades, which was admittedly a really fun game. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I didn't feel like I had any say in the game. And so I was like, okay, you know... I'm seeing some cheating happening from one of the teams, and I want to be able to call them out and not get, like, in trouble. And so I was like, you know, Sally, maybe after this next round, we just bow out peacefully and we just leave. Because I I just didn't want to sit there and play that game with a bunch of people. And it's also a game that's kind of humiliating to play with people you don't know. I do Mm -hmm. think that there's, like something to be said about playing games to get to know people. Mm -hmm. But charades with a bunch of people that you don't know at all is really a difficult one to knock out. It's tough. And so it just was like, you know, would I have, would I be better off not drinking more and just going home from this party where like no one really cares if I'm here or not? Mm -hmm. Like if I went up and did a charades thing, like all the coworkers are standing there just like, okay, get the brother-in-law off the stage here. Yeah. (laughs) Like let's get, let's move on with it.
0: That that's my one caveat. I still say it's your party. Invite who you want to. But if you're like, say your one group of friends is just like really intense and they're like going to dominate the party. Maybe you just have a party with just them. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the situation we were in. where We were like the other people, not the work friends, were definitely the outsiders. And I'm like her sister. And I still was like, I should probably not be here. <laughs> like there's a lot of inside jokes going on about their boss that I like. Don't know about. It's making sure it's really difficult. Mm
1: -hmm. The nonverbal communication is just—it's—it's interrupted by talking about Slack on the side. They're like asking you how to make money off of a podcast. It's just—it's a whole big thing.
0: So I—I mean, this guy knows his friends best. Mm -hmm. I mean,
2: it's weird. It's kind of—it's—it's almost difficult for me to answer this question because I've forever worked in a scenario where like it's not a corporate environment anywhere that I've ever worked. Right. And so when it comes to intermixing, you know, coworkers with friends, it's like, I've always kind of had friends that are coworkers. Like everyone's already kind of friendly in that way. Right. And so it's like, I don't know. Are your friends total shitheads who are going to like, be playing some random drinking game in your backyard and like fucking shit up until late late hours of the night and, and then, then making
0: you look bad in front of your co that's a
2: concern and so i hesitate to just tell him like
0: yeah throw it all together
2: because if you do mm-hmm. if you are worried about your shithead friends then maybe you like kind of plant the seed with everybody beforehand like hey like if you want to hang out after that's totally fine but like we need to start ushering people out of here after like two hours
0: or like i don't know being in the medical field i feel like nurse friends mm-hmm. like love them they're my dear friends but they're also probably not people that I would like be friends with outside of work all the time okay. and then you get that crew together and like all they talk about is work so if that's gonna be like your work friends is that a fun party for your other friends probably not yeah I think like there there are some things that could go wrong so if you think cool these people should know each other great but mm. if you wanna have two parties I guess
1: I th- uh, part of me listening to this voicemail, this guy just kind of wants to flex his new house. <laughs>
2: That's true. Like this I, mean, dude, I would too. Yeah, especially it, if I lived, in, especially he, if I bought one in Austin. You right. You know now. the
1: feeling of when you get your apartment or house, like finally it's everything's decorated. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like finally there. Um, this dude's at that point, and he's he's just he wants to get a party off or two or three. I I, kind I of, think he
2: wants to have two separate parties.
1: Yeah, I
0: think he I does. Go 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 for, go go for it. But there's nothing preventing him from having one party. Right.
2: The only thing preventing him from having one party is if you don't trust your friends. Yes.
0: Correct. And if like you like don't a... trust
2: your friends, then have two separate ones, make the work one a quick quick, brief happy hour that like you maybe dress up a little bit. And then with your buddies and they're like plus ones, whoever, that's when you let it rip a little bit and have some fun and really break that house in. <laughs> you don't like this it the, you the, No, no You're looking think... at me like I'm crazy. No, I think
0: it's funny that you think the work friends are the ones that are like not the raging ones? Ooh. I guess because in Lily's situation, the work friends are.
2: Yeah, but she works with a very young clientele. Like that's a cool hip company, yeah. as opposed to I don't know this guy's job, but like not everyone works in that kind of work environment. Basically, where all of you, like all of her coworkers are her friends so in a way.
0: I want this guy to send me a roster of everyone he's going to invite with like a full breakdown, and I will determine the guest list.
1: I like that. I like that. Speaking of Lily, uh, her house is actually the first place I ever went in Austin.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. For a it tailgate.
1: A tailgate. Dylan, Dylan Fratelli, besides Will, Dylan, and Dave, is the first person I ever met <laughs> in Austin, <laughs> Texas. Walking out of Lily's front door, I was like, oh, hey, man, what's up? And he goes, oh, like, hello. And I was like, whoa, what are we doing? Who I'm are like, you? Oh, you're the South African professional golfer. That's cool. So that's a.
2: he did steal some breakfast tacos from the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like,
0: dude, I'm going to like, gonna like out him like yeah. on the podcast right now.
1: He listens. He's
0: a oh, OK, he
2: was, he, <laughs> I drafted him way too early in my most recent uh, Masters draft. And so I'm riding for him. Yeah, I need him. He played really well last year. So he, I, he got the nod this year. I trust him. And so, no, I, yes, I am going to out him for stealing two breakfast tacos from the spread when he was heading to the game. Mm-hmm. That being said, I respect the move and I might have stolen a few cookies on my way out as well. Yeah.
0: That's you you got to feel up. It was up. a hot
2: day. Remember that? Ooh. It was, a, yeah. That was, that was an all time game day, though. Wasn't that LSU? LSU, baby. Yeah. yeah. That, that was probably the best game day, pound for pound, that I've had in Austin.
1: I like it. I like it. Let's do the next one. This one comes from a 27 year old dude who is single and happy about it. He says, I'm single and happy about it. Is this normal? For the longest time, it never bothered me that I was single. But I'm now at the stage where my friends are getting engaged, married, and some are even becoming parents. I, on the other hand, have never had a relationship last longer than six months and have never really put much stock in finding a long-term partner. Here's where the flexing begins. I'm an associate at a big law firm, so I work basically 10 to 14 hours, six days a week, and I really do not have much time to do anything besides work, sleep, work out, and occasionally see friends and family. I'm also currently based in beautiful Austin, Texas. But I'm actively considering a transfer to NYC or D.C. once the pandemic ends. Basically, I'm asking for life validation from Internet people's opinions. I trust. Is this dude cool being single?
2: Without a doubt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Living his Without best a doubt.
2: So I actually talked about this briefly on Sunday Scaries last week. Not to not to plug another pod during this pod, but I'm doing Go that so it. right now. Someone sent in a question talking about the selfish years, which I had never heard of before. Have you guys heard of the selfish years?
0: No, but I—I I mean, could you, you can I, guess what it is? I can guess what yeah. it is. You can I guess like what that it is. Term.
2: And it's essentially just the time in your twenties when you should be spending time figuring out what you want to do, what your interests are—that that that formative period of your life. And as I started researching it, I was like, you know, maybe I—I kind of wish I would have known about this concept sooner because. I spent so much of my 20s beating myself up for trying to find i was the opposite of this guy i didn't want to be single i wanted to find someone to spend the rest of my life with and i was putting a bunch of pressure on myself sounds like this guy's got to figured out more than we did at that age or i did at that age
1: that's why i included it because a lot of the questions we get are you know I'm, i'm in this career and i want to find love or i want to find like my person and they're 24 or 26. this dude is just like is it cool to to not have that impetus on me to Go settle down immediately. I think it. I think it is. I think good for this guy.
0: I wonder where he's – if he's from the South originally mm-hmm. because being in Austin – maybe he went to UT or, like, some other school in Texas. This is really common. Like, I feel like having your friends get married, even start families when you're this young, is mm-hmm. the norm. And it, it can make you feel like the outsider because other people aren't doing what he's doing like pursuing a career or just like doing him not being in a relationship and there is a lot of pressure here from your friends from your family from your friends families like <laughs> going over to your friend's mom's house and they're like why aren't you married it's like
2: going over to the housewarming party where all the coworkers, workers yeah all shit. people yeah.
0: wondering why you're not in a relationship I don't think and correct me if I'm wrong Brett that exists as much Outside of like the South.
1: You are 100% right, especially New York.
0: Like, and I have friends who live in LA, same thing. They're like, I don't wanna be in a relationship, very happy Mm -hmm. by myself, or I'm in a relationship, but like in no rush to get married. Unfortunately Dating in
2: LA is annoying though Because you have to go Like down the 305 And like over to Sunset And then you have to go Like all the way back over Like it's just like You don't do want 405 Whatever do you, even, do you
1: even have a Kenny, dude Sorry
2: Mr. I'm Mr. 305 Okay Go to MT, Miami. MTN um, LA LA You've been to LA so I
0: have been to LA That's Wow yeah, Okay
2: Unnecessary flags LA
0: Like a couple months the ago The
2: key to this dude's entire thing Is like the second to last sentence I'm actively considering A transfer to New York City Or DC Once the pandemic ends Yeah Boom oh. Don't get in a rela- – like, I would – I'm never going to tell someone to get out of a long-term relationship because, like, I'm an hour long-term. I've been in uh, – You mean long distance? Yeah, sorry. Whoa. Yikes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I would never advise someone to, like, immediately get into a long-distance relationship. But at the same time, like, don't do it if you're going to tr- – if you really want to – if you know you're going to transfer, mm-hmm. like, don't put yourself in that position. It's, it's just you're asking for trouble, especially if you're content
1: the way you are now. And you'll find if you are in New York or D.C. That the like minded people there with this attitude. Right. Uh, who are just so intensely career focused and int- like they live for that 100 hour work week. Like mm-hmm. that's what they want to be doing. And that's how they feel fulfilled rather than having you know a family or having a long term relationship in their late 20s. Like people just want to grind. Not that the other way is not any better or worse as a, as like a,
0: well, I say this on the flip side, the same question, like different question is like, like you said, people are calling in being like, I want a relationship, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. My friends are getting married, et cetera. Honestly, so much of your twenties is like figuring out who you are. And I truly believe that like when you're meant to be doing something, You just know. So, like, honestly, wasn't dating in my 20s until I dated Will. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm supposed to be dating Will. Like, and I, I, same thing, like, I wanted a relationship. But I think that things get put in your life, whether, like, whatever you believe in, whether it's religion or, um, you know, philosophical, like, whatever your beliefs are. I am just that type of person where I think, like, things are put in your life when you're ready for them or ready to at least accept them. So like if you feel like this is the right thing for you to be in a job where you're working a lot and you want to be career focused and you want to move, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And he sounds like he doesn't like he's pretty determined about what he wants to do. And I don't think that he should feel bad about that.
1: No. And I don't think you should let your friends shame you. For but there will be way. people who yeah. will
0: think he's not normal. Like there, there are people who, it's funny, like, being pregnant, people who asked, like, oh, when are you going to have a kid? But then there's people now that I'm pregnant, they're like, oh, you're having a kid. You're like, cool. Like, you clearly don't, don't think this is the right choice. But, like, people are going to put that shit on you all the time. You just got to let it slide off.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally.
0: This
2: guy's got – he doesn't need our help.
1: No, dude. He's got this figured out. Although he's I will fine. say there's people that are, like, in their late 30s and early 40s in New York that are like, I wish I had – Given up the the hustle at thirty one or thirty two. That was my that was going to yeah. be
2: the only question I had. Is is there an age where you should start you know putting it on your radar that maybe you should start investing some more of your time? But like I just think everyone's situation is so different that like I yeah. don't even want to make people think about that.
0: But I also think what your what's going on in your life kind of shapes that. Like if he moves, and then is feels you know more ready to settle down, or maybe. Most of his friends are settling down, and he looks around and starts thinking, oh, that's something I want now. Yeah. Then that's going to shape how he feels. But right now, he's looking at it like, eh, and that's fine. So I'm going to validate this guy as an internet person he doesn't know.
2: This guy, he's got it figured out. That's I'm not worried about him. He's going he's gonna to eventually get someone, something that just falls right into his lap. Maybe mm-hmm. it's you know physically or just emotionally, and he's going to be just fine.
1: That's three validations from the squad. You're, on to You're Holly- validated. Bro. You're on the Hollywood, my man. Congrats. Next one. This question says, Yo, Brett and the DeFreeze fam. I've been dating a girl for a few months, and it's been off the charts good. I'm looking long-term and starting to think about next steps in our relationship. In six months, my lease will be up. She owns her own place. Am I crazy for having thoughts about moving in with someone that early? At the point, I'd be hypothetically moving out. We will have been together for nine months, which, after typing it, doesn't seem like very long. Will and Sally, how did you know you were ready to move in together? Thanks. Nine months is a little short. So uh, maybe, a little maybe a little short.
0: No, this is fine. What if they haven't done a Christmas? I don't know, Jim. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. Are
1: you sure it's not too short, Sally? I'm Nine
0: very months? sure.
1: Nine months? And they've only been together for six. The other three are hypothetical. <laughs>
0: no they've been together for three his lease is up in six is that what it is they will have been together dude
1: i
2: think this guy needs to chop through the next couple months and just see where his head's at then yeah let's get it
0: okay here's the deal it's not going to take six
2: months to find an apartment
1: sign a bridge deal sign a bridge deal one year uh,
2: give me one no
0: okay here's the thing (laughs) wait till
2: she brings it up and then make your decision
0: if they've talked about it great here like uh, six months if you're living somewhere probably in four months they're going to ask you like do you want to renew that's when you can have a conversation then you've been together for seven months at seven months like i knew i was going to marry you
2: i know but you and i were in a different position where we never like we didn't even live together until we were really deep into our relationship so we never really had to cross this bridge but i would have don't get me wrong i would have lived with you after six months or after seven months because i was in the same boat but this guy's clearly not in that boat right now
0: i'm not and here's the thing not every relationship has to be determined at seven months. Totally. Like, you may know at seven seven months, six months, three months, whenever, that you're going to end up with somebody. That doesn't mean that the people next to you who are in a relationship also have to decide at the same time. And that doesn't make their relationship any less valid. Like, sometimes it takes people years to figure mm-hmm. that out. If you feel ready and she feels ready, then I think that that is fine. Like... That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like, oh, I knew at three months. Like, how dare you not know? Mm-hmm. If you know, if this guy feels like he knows and the girl feels like she knows, great. But oh, I, think, I think what he's saying is like, am I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy. Um, y- yes, some people may judge you. Because, again, my paradigm is different from your paradigm. Like, I knew very early on. You may not, and that's okay. Um, I kind of agree. You've got six months left. Wait a couple more, see how it's going. Honestly, the thing that is, like, the bigger red flag for me is, like, she owns the place. And so you're not, like, moving into, like, a place together. It's, like, you're moving into her place. So that can bring some, that's like... a red flag for you? No, not a red flag, but, like, that is the more concerning thing. Like...
2: no. This is this is like the reason he should even go in more of the direction of living with her. Because it's not like they're entering a lease together that they need they could possibly need to get out of. Like if it doesn't work out, he just leaves.
0: Correct, but I also think like that brings down not host of problems. Like, are you gonna pay her rent? Like, are you? Let's
2: let's work on the assumption that he's gonna pay rent.
0: I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Unless he found a sugar mama, then he
2: should definitely <laughs> move swear. in with her. He should definitely move no, in. No, but
0: I'm Free saying, rent? like, to me, him knowing that he wants to move in with her, not an issue. Him moving into the place she owns is more of the, like, harder thing to overcome, I guess, in my opinion, because I've watched people I know do this, where it's been like, okay, you got to, like, hammer out. Like, there's some, like, awkwardness, like. Are you going to pay her rent? Like
2: she needs to draft a lease. <laughs>
0: well, like a we've known contract. people who somebody owned the place and their boyfriend moved in with them, and then they broke up and he had to move out, and it was.
2: But that's better than it's better that he moves out and it's a clean breakup than rather than being like, well, we just entered this twelve month lease and yeah. now we're breaking up four months into. I it. mean,
0: I, you're right. I actually I totally think this makes it point. more
2: feasible than than what it would be if you were moving into a place together, right, where
0: you have to like split things evenly. You're right. Good that's, for her for owning something
2: like that. I mean. Mm-hmm i
0: I, I guess it depends on how she feels
1: this this has to be a two-way street right it can't be like hey I think this is a real idea like really good idea you want a place like let, let's move in and she's like, hey, yeah, like okay this has to be like total communication thing here. yeah two-way street i get why he's his brain's going this way
0: i don't think it has to i don't think his brain's going that way though just because she owns her own place I think he just likes her that much.
2: I think he needs to take a, take a couple months off of even worrying about this. Mm-hmm. See if his rent's going up. If she if – if if the idea gets floated out there or if, like, one drunken night at dinner, it gets floated out, like, well, I mean, what if we live together? Then, like, have that conversation when you have it. But I think you're still far enough out and deep enough into the relationship that I don't think this is something you need to let, like, occupy your your emotions right now.
0: I agree.
1: Mm-hmm. do you let the temper needle get flown a little
0: bit yeah get, but i i just put a i, just, of red and I don't think you need that. to like put the i think his feelings are his feelings they're valid like i don't think he needs to be like oh well i'm only gonna do it if my rent goes up okay
2: i wasn't saying that i'm just saying like if if, if it makes sense to move in with her or it makes sense to not then just figure yeah. it out then but like you're still six months out you just like he moved in like six months ago feasibly
1: maybe i, I still think like Three months still feels even a little honeymoon phasey to me. Yeah, doesn't it? It could be, but especially uh, living again,
0: every relationship is different. You, right, like three right. months, three months is very different from your relationship and from our relationship because mm-hmm. we were long distance and I was very living with my is, girlfriend's
1: parents. <laughs>
0: st- exactly, It's still it still is very honeymoony in that mm. phase. But when you're with someone and you're like with them every day, I mean, we've all seen Love Island. Then you start to, like, really get to know somebody if you're, like, spending an inordinate amount of time with somebody. Totally. You know.
1: And their to-do's. Mm-hmm. To-do's. to let this, let this simmer a little bit. Hit us back in three months. That's my official yeah.
2: stance. See you in three months, dog.
1: Let's do the next one. I support yeah. it. This one says, hey, big game, and in parentheses, guest of big game, or guests, this is going to be incredibly niche. I need some help writing a congratulations card for a wedding. Now, before I get to the rest of the question, this, this question goes somewhere. But the question is a li- – it is niche. I want to discuss what's bigger around this question. So before you get too many answers in your head, hear me out okay. for afterwards. I can do that. Okay. About a year ago, I was invited to the wedding of a close female friend from high school. I'm 26 now for context. Back in high school, we were very good friends, and there was some, in quotes, bad timing of never actually trying to date because we were never single at the same time. Sort of, again in quotes, the one that got away vibes that we actually even started joking about a couple years back. Dun, dun, dun. So anyway, the wedding is coming up in a few weeks, and I realized I should probably write a card congratulating them along with the gift. Don't get me wrong, this isn't an I still have feelings for her thing, but I am afraid a poorly worded card could come off that way. Do I just get a gift and do a quick one-sentence congratulations to not cause a problem, or is there a way to write a nice card without coming off inappropriately, or am I overthinking this? Now, the bigger thing... Uh, this is dicey turns, territory, of, my man. Uh, is your feelings still there?
2: He yes, has actually, feelings for He's it. in love with this.
1: Girl. <laughs> yeah. Are you
0: kidding so, me? So the... the don't get me wrong, there isn't a quote, I still have feelings for her thing, is a lie. I mean, sorry, person, if this is your question, I think you need to do some reflecting, because I think you're in <sighs> love with her. This dude's down
2: bad. He's down bad. This he's, is a total
0: my best friend's wedding situation, yeah. except for he's the Julia Roberts, okay?
1: <laughs> right? Yes, 100%. So that's why I wanted to discuss the bigger thing here is, are you going to, a, maybe it's not an ex, but are you going to the one that got a ways like...
0: Are you going to that wedding? Sounds How like he's you... not. Uh, maybe he is. I don't know. I.
1: <sighs> I think he is, and I think it's gonna speak now for every hold your peace. And he's gonna have to that like stand up in the back of the pew or in the pews, and like mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. man's needs to
2: take a step, take a step back yeah. a little bit. Like, I mean, I, I get where he's coming from. I guess, like, I I understand why you know he might have these feelings, but in no way, shape, or form should you. Should you express that you might have these feelings no, at all? Like, the ship, the ship sailed. Maybe if she was dating this guy and, you know, you still have this, like, friendly back and forth, that might be, a, like, I mean, it's still in, inappropriate. But it might be a little more appropriate. But, like, now she's got, to, like, they were clearly boyfriend-girlfriend before. Then they got engaged, and now they're going to get married. Like the ship is sailed. You just got to send a gift and move on.
1: This dude just do not watch Wedding Crashers over the next couple of weeks. No, ju- don't do watch any do
2: romantic it. comedies over the don't next few weeks.
0: Don't watch My Best Friend's Wedding. Uh, no, you get a gift. You write on the card, "Congratulations, so and so and so and so. May you have a happy life together."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Signed, it's Frank. Done bad. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. There's a small part of me that like. When I read this question, I was like, he's in love with her, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is also the possibility that he really does feel like, okay, girl that, like, should have dated but never did, whatever. I think once the wedding's over, like, she's moved on, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it's going to be better for this guy. Part of me, too, is, like, is this all, like, brought on by his high school friends being like, oh, like, I saw, like. I'm just trying to make up names at this point, but I've said Sarah like 20 times. Sarah's getting married. Like, how do you feel about that? Because I have been to a lot of weddings. Um, and I've been to a a guy's friend's wedding that we had like a fling in college that will went with me to the wedding Mm -hmm. and like multiple people at the wedding were like, how do you feel about this? I was like, pretty good. I have a I'm in a relationship. See the super hot
1: guy next <laughs> like, to me? Like, yeah.
0: We're friends. Really like his wife like I I think people like see that. So, part of me is like, is are his friends asking him about this? Like, I think he just needs to write a congratulatory card, very generic, give a gift and like let sleeping dogs lie. Like I Yeah. I
2: feel I for so this too. guy, but you I just do too. I don't have any advice for him that he's gonna like hearing. So it's
1: yeah. the one that got away vibes is, is tough because say say they actually had it like had dated or, or hooked up in high school or whatever. It would have made this easier because obviously it didn't work out. And right. And they And that's the other thing. Yeah. Like
0: I've been to so many weddings too where like the ex is like in the wedding party and mm-hmm. you're just like, Cool, that's part of our lives. Like we dated, we move on. I
1: you could be lighthearted about it. Like, bre- I want to like
0: breathe. I want to believe him that he's like fine with it, but I don't think he is.
2: I know. I, I based if he was fine with it, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have these thoughts. That's that's just my thinking.
0: But if he's like worried about like her future husband being weirded out by it, literally give a gift, mm-hmm. write like a very generic card, and move on your way. Like yeah. you're not going to like offend that dude.
2: Right. Maybe maybe drop an inside joke for when they get divorced and you can. No, okay. It. <laughs>
0: No, then you'll get loose with it. But, like, if you just write it, like, hey, congrats, whatever, many happy returns.
1: I wonder if they're close enough that, like, they can make an inside joke, like, at the wedding or something like that. Like,
0: no, Brett, no, no,
1: no, dude, I don't know. I feel for this guy because, like, the one that got away vibes and. I don't know. I don't know what you do. You do what you said. You write a super generic thing, and, and then you let and you, and you let think about yourself. Move on. Oh, and maybe Wilson.
0: watch my best friend's wedding to like really
1: Does drive it home the point.
0: Parent? Have you seen my best friend's wedding, no, Brett? I have not. Basically, the premise of the movie is that Julia Roberts and mm-hmm. Dermot Maloney, who I hopefully I'm saying his name Mulroney right? or Mulroney Mar- Mulroney. Mar- Mar- Ron- Mol.
2: Dermot Maloney.
0: We we
1: had an episode about Dermot's Dermot Maloney.
0: Is it Maloney or Mulroney? I There's an R Maloney. in it. It's okay. Mulroney. Yeah. Okay, cool. You got it. Our best friends, and they made a pact that when they were 28, if they weren't married yet, they would get married. Ah. Uh, and they go to dinner on her 28th birthday, and she's like, we're going to get married. I've been in love with him. And then it turns out he's engaged to Cameron Diaz. It is a whole thing. Uh, and, yeah, it's actually... Uh,
1: Aren't two of those actress, or actors also in The Holiday? Isn't that who Cameron Diaz is in love with in The Holiday?
0: No, that's Jude Law. Oh,
1: fuck. Dude,
2: yeah. how are you going to mess up Jude Law no, and Dur- it. Dermot Mulroney? That's
0: is no it you're thinking Mulroney the of Wedding Date, which was with Deborah Messing. Okay.
1: Wow. I get it. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Brett. Brett. Maybe, no, maybe hold spend on. the weekend watching a few rom Hold on. I'm thinking of – no, I'm th- I am thinking of The Holiday because Dermot Mulroney is the first guy – isn't he the first guy that?
0: Uh, no, what's that's name, just a random dude. It's also in Twenty Seven Dresses. So, <laughs> if you want me to just flex some,
1: <laughs> flex rom-com knowledge, I'm literally sitting with two of the most knowledgeable rom-com people yeah, it, on the planet. Here. We're
2: here, and, and we'll show Maybe out we for. Maybe we have Speaking a rom-com. Of, keep,
1: keep an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out. It's Sunday Scaries. Uh, you know what I'm keeping an eye out for? He's worth 11 million dollars. Shouts to Dermot Mulroney. Sorry, I'm, I'm keeping up. Uh, keeping an eye out for my sun basket that's set to arrive. Sunny well. B. Winter Blues, got your kitchen game feeling kind of blah? Not anymore. It's going to be 95 on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's going to
2: be a hot one down here. Let
1: Sunbasket put a little spring in your mix. Get healthy, delicious meals delivered to your door each week for a great price. If your days are anything like mine, you wake up, you have breakfast, you do a little work, and suddenly it's dinner time. You've got zero time to meal plan or prep. Um can I the, ask you a question? Yeah, hit me.
2: Do they have like paleo options? Uh yeah. What about if I was like a vegetarian?
1: Uh yeah. What if I was
2: trying to eat lean and clean?
1: Yeah, and guess what? They're healthy, delicious, and ready in minutes, Will. <laughs> Dang. Lots of choices to help you eat well, and Sun Baskets got them all covered for you. The fresh and ready meals are just eight ninety nine. How about that? And they're good for your body and your budget. Every uh, uh, meal me,
2: eight ninety nine of these meals. <laughs>
1: Every Sun meal a lot of is filled with only premium quality real food, including organic fresh produce, antibiotic and hormone-free meats, and sustainably sourced seafood. I always hate that part of the read because it's a ton twist.
2: It's a lot. Sustainably sourced seafood is like sh- she sells, she sells, down by the shore. Damn.
0: Probably s- sustainable seafood, though.
1: Sustainably sourced She sells is.
2: sustainable seafood down by the seashore?
0: Sustainably sourced seafood.
1: Oh, she thought
2: she oh, had she it. She thought she it. had it. Nope. <laughs> You know what their chefs have done, Will? I th- I think I have an idea.
1: Uh they've won Michelin awards.
2: What about a James Beard award? Uh
1: yeah. Wow. Why not take the night off and let them cook for you try delicious meals such as braised beef panang curry with jasmine rice and sweet peas, shrimp paella with fire roasted tomatoes and bell peppers, or daily with oh. melted spinach, sweet peas and fresh ricotta. Will I know you've had the cauliflower mac and cheese at the crib. What do you what do you think?
2: I have had the cauliflower mac and cheese and I have to say it's a wonderful replacement for your, your unhealthy, just normal mac and cheese. I it's a delight. Absolutely. If I've learned anything, it's that cauliflower can be anything it wants to be. It sure and with Sunbasket, that's never been more true.
1: Because it's mac and cheese. Literally, it's one of the amazing. best meals of all time. Man, how about that? Sunbasket, fresh and ready meals come freshly prepared and ready to heat up in as little as six minutes. You can, like, that's like one FIFA game. It's, it's a half
2: of a FIFA, yeah. yeah.
1: How about that? Halftime,
2: you go pop it in. Boom. You can let it cool down. By the time you're done, like waxing some. With the kid second,
1: from second half, bang, done. You're ready to go. Yeah. How about that? Right now, Sun Basket has a limited time offer. Get ninety dollars off. What? And four free gifts across your first four deliveries, including free shipping on the first box. When you go right now to sunbasket.com slash Randy and enter promo code Randy at checkout. That's sunbasket.com Randy and enter promo code Randy at checkout for $90 off and four free gifts across your first four deliveries, plus free shipping on your first box. Holy shit. Is that is that a better deal than we have on circling that's, back? That's Are you incredible. holding back on us? Sunbasket.com slash randy and enter promo code randy. That offer expires next week, so do it do it today when you hear this podcast on it. Thursday. I guess tomorrow. Let's go to the next one. You guys recognize these noises?
2: I do. Yeah. Yeah. They,
1: you've, got got got, you've got mail. You've uh, got mail. Hey, mail in crew. Love the pod. I'm in a very difficult predicament. Is that a repetitive difficult predicament
2: a predicament is inherently difficult
1: yeah
0: yeah but maybe
2: he's trying to express how very difficult his
0: predicament is I
1: feel like very difficult predicament is like an Eminem lyric yeah I'm in a very difficult predicament. yeah you're not wrong and could use some insight from someone outside the situation I've been in my current position for five years and really do love my job but it's the only professional job I've ever had and I'm thinking I'm getting to the point where I need to move on I've been networking and building connections and have had uh, a great deal of success with this, so much so that I've gotten invited to a very exclusive convention of about 40 of the top people in my profession. Okay, go off. The big holdup is that the potential date for this is the exact same as my best friend's wedding.
2: The movie or his actual best friend's wedding?
0: I think it's his actual best
1: friend. Okay, just trying to clarify. He's my best friend and has been for the last decade. It's at a destination wedding in Sonoma. And the conference is in the Adirondacks, shouts to upstate New York and Brett, that's me, and shouts to upstate New York. So there's no way of making both work. The conference could help shape the entirety of my career going forward and put me in the front of some of the most important people in my profession. But I'll never get to see my best friend get married again. The only thought I'd have is since he did a courthouse marriage last year due to COVID, this is essentially a celebration. So I travel to him and find an alternate weekend to celebrate his wedding, but won't replace the ceremony. Appreciate any thoughts or help with this one. Thank you all, and congrats on Baby DeFreeze.
0: Oh, damn, this is a hard one. Oh, boy. I I don't
1: like you, this one. Are you going to the best friend's wedding in Sonoma? No big deal. (sighs) Sonoma's dope.
0: Honestly, the sounds pretty tight.
1: Or the top 40 in the Adirondacks.
0: I've never been to the Adirondacks. Is it tight? It's gorgeous. It I, like I thought that word was no, Adirondacks
2: for about <laughs> fifteen years of my life until oh. so I heard someone say it and I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Really? But it was one of those things where like I would I could say the word Adirondack to somebody like, "Oh, in the Adirondacks, Adira- whatever," I, can, I actually can't say it.
1: <laughs> Adirondacks.
2: But when I read it, I didn't know that those two words were the same words. Huh. I thought Adirondacks was different than the Adirondacks.
0: <laughs> you gotta stop saying. That. <laughs> Adirondacks.
1: Around it. Oh, it's beautiful. They're, they're beautiful. Th- I they're didn't know. Beautiful. Oh, gosh.
0: Okay. What this are you is doing, a doozy so. because, honestly, like, if anybody's going to understand, it's your best friend, right? But yeah. at the same time, it's your best friend. Like...
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: What? I just think... I really don't know how to feel about this because I... I think if he goes to the wedding, he's going to be sad that he missed out on the Adirondacks, at Iron Irondacks.
1: At Iron strip. trip.
0: Um, and that is probably going to set him up. I think if it were me, like, do you know any of these people that you can, like, link and build with before you go to Sonoma and be like, I'm so sorry. I have to go to my friends. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Is there... You know, anything he can do that's networking outside of that. Right. So that he can go to the wedding in Sonoma.
1: The more times you say wedding in Sonoma, the more like H for Sonoma weddings like I did. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds incredible.
0: Um, I
1: mean, is
2: there an elephant in the room that you just want me to bring up, Sally? Make this easy?
0: About your best friend?
2: The person who would have been my best man at my wedding could not mm-hmm. come to our wedding. <gasps> and we had, granted, we moved our wedding up. We did not make it easy on people to travel to you it. Gave
0: about four weeks
2: notice. Uh, I mean, in my mind, the, the way we planned our wedding was much different because Sally was surprising me with actually having a guest list as opposed to what I thought was having. We were having a, you know, 14 person wedding. Right. And so I didn't really have any expectations for our wedding. And oh. I knew that he, at the time he was working a very important job.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I well, like knew, career making important. career molding job. Same thing as this guy. And I understood the gravity of that. I understood that, you know, destination weddings are not always the easiest for people. And just by having a destination wedding in the first place, mm-hmm. you're automatically knocking people off the list that means something to you because not everyone can swing it. Right. Like, obviously, if if I could have had my, my best man at the wedding, I would have loved to have him there. But at the same time, I wasn't going to put him in a position where – he was going to put something in jeopardy that could have affected not only his life, but his wife's life and Mm -hmm. his everything. And so do I harvest resentment like long-term for it? No. Do I wish that it would have panned out differently? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's just, you have to do what you have to do. And and I don't think that anyone knows the answer to that besides him.
0: I agree. And you're right. I, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to bring that up, but honestly, I do feel like Will's best friend, Mm -hmm. like, the, what he was doing at the time, and I would have done the same thing. I mean, I didn't go to stuff when I was in grad school and probably could have, like, maybe made it ha- Now that I look back, I'm like, I could have made that happen. Mm-hmm. What he was doing, like, he could not leave. And ha- what he was doing at the time has, like, set him up to have, like, the best career he could possibly have. Gotcha. That's something that you totally understand as his best friend. I don't think
2: I think I think if I didn't have that relationship with him and I was an outsider, I'd say, what, what the hell? Yeah, that's messed up. But I'm close enough with him that I know how he feels about it. And I know the the burden that that he probably felt in not being able to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I don't it's not worth ruining a friendship over him not coming because I know that the situation was not an easy situation to
0: navigate. Well, and and same thing. He's your best friend. So you also know, like him being present at your wedding, not present at your wedding, huge bummer, but also like he's your best friend. We're going to like continue to make memories with him for yeah, the rest of our lives. I think he needs to ask his friend what he thinks. Like, honestly, I think the move is do the career thing Okay. because I think the friend understands.
2: I will say this, if this was their wedding and they hadn't gotten married a year ago or however long ago they said, uh-huh. I would say, you know, I would, I would be more leaning towards you absolutely should try to go. Totally. The fact that they got married and they've been married and they're probably having a modified wedding, you know, it's just a different scenario. It takes
1: some of the juice out of the the one day thing.
2: Yeah. I I don't know if this wedding's going to be 25 people, 50 people, 150 people. I don't know how big it's going to be. But you taking a, a time to go see them when it works and you can match both your schedules up and maybe you take them out to a nice dinner. You do something surprise for them with some of their friends in town. I don't know. But if you can set up something like that to offset that, that's going to mean a lot more to them than you just being at the. I mean, it, I.
0: But also, I think because of COVID, people are a lot more understanding of stuff like this. Because now that all of this stuff got pushed back a year, mm-hmm. things are ending up on the same weekend. I mean, Will and I are probably going to miss a wedding of some of our friends because I am gonna pop out a kid like right before and like they have I mean they understand like they had to reschedule it so I think people are hopefully more understanding and I get that for this guy it's a bummer because it's his best friend of a decade but I also think because it's your best friend of a decade like he's gonna know that like you're not missing his wedding unless it's like something so vital to your life and future you know it's yeah. not like he's like, oh, oh yeah. I met a girl, and, like, we're going to Cabo. Yeah. It, like, this is going to make this guy's career. And I think his friend will understand that. Uh, but if, I'm,
1: I, if I'm the friend getting married, I'm like, you better you better talk the, your ass off with these yes, networking yeah. You better you, have, up, yeah. you, you have fucking, to. Yeah. 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 You, yeah.
2: <laughs> and I think, I mean, if your friendship is make or break because of this, then, I mean, I think you need to reassess some things. But mm-hmm. overall, like, I think it's really easy to be someone on the outside saying you absolutely have to go to the wedding and saying that but at the same time there's so many things in play especially given COVID, especially given that the fact they've already been married there's just so much in play that it's just it comes down to your personal relationship with your buddy and whether or not you think it's going to affect things long term on his end and if you don't want to lose that friend and you think that that's what would happen then maybe you just make the wedding work but if you can find a middle ground and you guys can be on the understanding that you know you're not going to let your friendship fall apart because of this and you can move on from it. Then, by all means, you have to do what you have to do.
1: I do have to say, there's there's a nagging part of me that feels like there's there's all, like there could be another conference. Like does does mm-hmm. the is? Is there a conference in the fall that offsets this entire argument? Right. And because it's not like you're, you're not doing you're not necessarily doing like a job, like say you had surgeries lined up that you were a doctor for, you right. could not skip your saving lives. So like something along that line or, or a lawyer, you have a case that you just cannot, mm-hmm. but it's a conference.
0: I get what you're saying, but also like that, this might be a situation where like this happens like once it a year could, and yeah, like maybe absolutely. he doesn't get invited again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it, he knows best the circumstances. I think the, I, I'm like, so horny for Sonoma and wine oh. that I'm like, pick the wedding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right, too. With, with communication but, with your best like, yeah. go have a beer with your best friend here and, like, hey, let's talk this. Yeah. Like, like really want to get down to brass tacks here. Yeah. Um, and the unrealistic, uh, delusional part of my brain is, like, how do we swing both in one weekend?
0: Yeah. Literally, I, he basically said I it's not possible. But, like, I was like, what if you go on Friday night and then you right. fly on a red eye?
2: <laughs> no, this don't do. Don't even go on this road with Sally because if I know Sally, like I think I know her, there's an which itinerary, I itinerary pretty well. There's an
1: itinerary. The dude, wheels are spinning. D- 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 making
2: I've itineraries is like, Sally's. To, like, Sa- like if yeah. if Sally was into hard drugs, her hard drug would be making yeah. itineraries and like. I've already
0: like scheduled the Delta flights in my right. head, like mm-hmm. of how this guy can make this work.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, he can. Because red eyes. If you go west to east on a red eye. Sonoma, hop in Phoenix, Phoenix to New York, train Saturday morning. The, up to the, issue, the Adirondacks is
2: the issue here, though.
0: Yeah.
1: It's or as I hard, call them, the Adirondacks. Hard to get in, hard to get out.
0: Well, Sonoma is the same. It's like, yeah. well, you're like an hour-ish away from the San Francisco airport, but it's not like easy.
1: How about a PJ? <laughs> yeah, get a PJ. A crowd fund. <laughs> Network
2: <laughs> hard <laughs> enough that you get an <laughs> offer on the spot. Exactly. And they, then...
0: Just replan your friend's wedding for them and a different weekend and okay. pay for it.
1: Unlikely scenario, what order are you doing it in, though? If if we are following said unlikely scenario.
0: you got to go conference to wedding. Yes.
2: yes. You, you yes. go to the conference first, but you got to feel like all the big boy deals get done at the end of that Saturday conference. Correct. Yeah. They're not happening on Friday night. You don't on want, night. Saturday, you don't this want Saturday night.
0: He's so mad at us that we're even considering trying to get They're going to gonna have boat. magnums of wine that we've never even heard of only that rookies. Only rookies. and Cox deals Interno are just going to be Thursday.
2: getting doled out. It's yeah. going to be tough.
0: But that being said, too, like, sometimes the rehearsal dinner is, like, the most fun part of a wedding, so, like...
1: <sighs> I know. You guys I know. to tell your friend. Down did. bad. Um, let's go to the last one here real quick, and then we will get out of here. This one says, Hey, Sal, Will, and Big Game. I don't know why I just did that. Like uh, for, Big like, Game. Like, like <laughs> Anyway. In short, my wife and I have been together for a little over five years total. The last year, married and we have slowed down in the bedroom significantly over the years. I'm usually the one to initiate physical intimacy, and I'm usually met with a no or a hesitant yes. I don't ever want her to feel pressured, but it is something that we have both stated is important to us in a relationship. I'm worried that this could be a big storm brewing if we leave it unchecked, and I've brought it up informally, but it usually ends with us chalking it up to ha- me having a more active libido. I struggle say- with saying This is a problem for me without making her feel bad or disrespected and I'm unsure how to address this and have a productive, honest, and direct conversation. Any tips you have about opening up and being direct about intimacy would be greatly appreciated and congrats on the growing DeFries family. You guys want to talk intimacy real quick?
2: Let's get intimate.
1: How do you keep it, uh, how do you keep the libido up after being together? Which is a... uh, I think something that a lot of people struggle with.
2: I think oh, like a lot
1: of couples. Yeah, a lot of a think, lot of couples slow down a little bit.
2: I don't think you're in the minority when you're someone in this situation.
0: Correct. Um, this is really this sucks because the real answer here is uh, you go to a marriage counselor, mm-hmm. and you let like a person who's trained to do this, um, talk Lay it out through like objectively with both of you, how you're feeling. Um, And it's a hard conversation to have because I think you're always worried about hurting the other person's feelings because you don't want to be the one who's like bringing up like, why is this not happening? Or on the flip side, like she doesn't want to be the one like I don't feel attractive or you know, don't want to have sex with you or whatever the reason is. Because you're always, anytime you're dealing with sex life, it's an emotional and very personal thing. Even Mm. when it's somebody you're married to that you, like, have all the trust in the world with. It's, like, really hard to be that vulnerable with somebody. Um, Everyone goes through lulls. That's very normal. I think the most important part is being really honest with each other about how you're feeling. And I... I think that's also the hardest part of it because I think it's really difficult to say to somebody, like, I'm not into it because I'm exhausted or I'm anxious or Mm -hmm. I feel fat or whatever your reasoning is. And vice versa, like, I don't feel like you're giving me enough Mm -hmm. for X, Y, Z. Like... It's a very difficult conversation to have.
1: Is it a, a thing where a lot of the time, maybe, maybe say the man has more of a libido. the man like wants to d- d- get it on more, right? Right. Is it a situation where he could overthink like she doesn't like me because and, I, and it could be a hundred other factors for her before even the there's absolutely. Like, any sort I of think loss both. I
2: think this in this c- scenario, both parties like second guess everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like if you're the person. Like he's probably sitting here second guessing, like, why does she is, does she not like me? Is he she is not she attracted getting, to me? Is she getting it from somewhere else? Like, yeah. is, like, like does she just whatever he might be second guessing, and then she can be sitting there second guessing, like, you know, like, does he think I don't like him? I don't want him to think that. Like, there's just so many different mindsets that you could be in that mm-hmm. it's you, if you don't have an honest conversation about it, or you don't have someone that's good at working that out, you just might not ever get to the bottom of it. Right. Yeah
0: so honestly i think this starts with a very frank conversation of like this is how i feel i'm trying to be open and honest and vulnerable with you i want you to not feel pressured Mm -hmm. i want to work on it um i think the best way to do that is like for us to have conversations about it if you think that that would be more productive in like a marriage counseling setting i think that's also i'm always such Mm -hmm. a proponent of counseling or therapy in general. Right? Um, it, it's a, it's a shitty conversation to have, but it also is very normal. Like if y'all were boning like rabbits all the time, you're like, just not
1: just not boning like rabbits anymore.
0: You're like, no one is doing that. Even if mm-hmm. it seems like they are like, I, Especially once you're married and, like, shit is happening. Like, people – and that's the thing. I think being in a counseling situation – and you obviously can do this in your own home, just committing to being honest with each other. But, like, is where you actually get the answers of, like, I've worked 12 hours today on my feet and I'm exhausted and I feel gross. Mm-hmm. Or I put on five pounds over Christmas and I don't feel my best and I don't want to. Or, frankly, like, that – I mean – that's just like a fact of life. People's libidos don't match up, like based on what your hormone levels are, based on your gender, based on a bunch of other things. It just sucks that he's gonna have to sit his wife down and be like,
1: mm-hmm. "We
0: need to have an honest conversation about this." Yeah. But it can't be, it can't be right after he's gotten turned I was, down. I was
1: just gonna say that's the one thing I <laughs> yeah. really gotta yeah. be right. Careful you, with. Can't, you can't dive in right yeah. there.
0: No, that's not the time. Yeah, is when. Is when you've initiated, she said no, and then you're bringing it up. And then here we go. Exactly. That's going to lead to a fight. It's got to be a time when you both are like sitting there, able to talk about it, able to hopefully not get emotional. um, And then commit to continuing to talk about it, Mm -hmm. even if it's uncomfortable. And I think that's something that I've learned, like being married is... um, as much as I love and trust you, it's sometimes hard to still be vulnerable in front of you. You know? hmm Like-
2: Well, I think with, with sex and whatever, I think it's- By a the f- way, I congrats on the sex to both of you.
1: Thanks. We had it once. Just yep, the one time.
2: very cool. Uh, anytime that gets brought up with anybody, it's, it's a hard conversation to have. So it's like, it's never a fun conversation for anybody no. to have those conversations. It's m- way 100%. more fun talking about other people having sex than you talking about it with your partner. <laughs> right. You know what
1: totally, I mean? absolutely. Like, it's
2: just a way easier combo do you think do you think libido is an underrated word it's one of those rare words that has a vowel every other
0: so i'll say this how you thought that at iron (laughs) down when i was younger and like reading cosmo when i was a libidoo. yeah basically like i was reading cosmo i was like what's (laughs) a libido or like libido libido. Libido. and then somebody said libido and i was like it's uh, kind of a swag word. Uh, but I, same same thing, like I knew what libido was. Right. I just had been reading it in my brain, something different, and then like finally put two it's and like two the together. It's like the first time you try to Google
2: would... hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. And you're like, Whoa, that is not spelled how I thought hors d'oeuvres was spelled. Yeah.
1: I thought I always thought there would be like a, a niche like a niche bar that's phonetically spelled hors d'oeuvres instead of the French way. That'd be good. And people would be like, Okay,
0: We're I see going what, to, I yeah. see what they're doing there. We're going to
1: hors d'oeuvres. Can
2: anyone confirm whether or not the bar on the east side called Buckets serves everything in buckets?
0: Is there a bar on the east side called Buckets?
2: Yes. Have you been there, Randy? Is Paul Pierce. Randy has not been there. There's a bar on the east side called Buckets. And for the longest time, every time I drive by it, I think Maybe to myself, need to they should serve everything in a bucket. Mm. They need to have fried chicken in a bucket. And most importantly, you shouldn't be able to buy just one beer. You should have to buy beer six buckets. beers all in a
1: bucket. For 35 bucks. It's fantastic. It,
2: like, just, just have everything come in buckets. I think it's the perfect idea the for the shrimp location. cocktail just comes in a bucket buckets. of ice. Yeah. Bucket. I don't hate that. Oh, you want some fries? hope you have three other people with you because you're getting a bucket of them.
0: Yeah. For $15. Um, <laughs> sorry about the bucket tangent, but back to this dude's question. <laughs> 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 no, I, he said something great. I worry that this there could be a storm brewing if we leave it unchecked Mm -hmm. you're correct you need to bring it up when you're just like having dinner one night and be like hey i gotta ask you something i've thought about it recently it's not overwhelming me i just think that we need to have a conversation about it but like i said don't do it like when you're drunk trying to have sex on a friday that's not the time after an eight-hour bar crawl correct (laughs) in the house that she owns (laughs) and you missed your tea time
1: and you have a wedding to go to yeah yeah
2: (laughs) With a work conference staring you in the face the next day.
1: That's how I'm going to start ma- mailing or naming mailing episodes. Just like tie each story every together. single thing together.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, guys, I think we did our best with that one and and all of them. I think that was an awesome episode. I had a lot of fun. Before we get out of here, we got to do shower thoughts.
2: I'm in. Tss. Get over here, Sally. Oh,
1: that's what. Wow. Anyway, uh, before before I get to my shower I thought, if we have enough time. What were your screen names? That's part of the podcast when we have uh, guests on. What were your AIM screen names?
0: Mine um, my first screen name was Q T Pi Sally. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: Solid. No X's or, or No, just like underscores. letter Q
0: letter T Pi Sally.
2: Very swag not having numbers in it. Yeah, yeah, it
0: was tight. Um and I had to get rid of that one because Oh no. Aim told me that I was younger than thirteen and mm. i was like breaking the user agreement and at the time i was like definitely 14 i was like this is bullshit uh-huh. so then i changed it to big red 8507
1: big red big red 85 yeah. what's the 8507 i don't know but
0: what's wild about that is isn't your phone number 8507
2: okay first of all it's not <laughs> oh shit <laughs> but second of all even if it was like i wouldn't even tell you 2057 what are you doing right now you're, <laughs> you're just doing phone number
1: stuff <laughs> we're, we're we're doxing will live on the podcast <laughs> But what are you trying to
0: do 7057 uh, oh.
1: we'll get there Will. i'm just gonna
2: look
0: it up and say the whole will thing. definitely doesn't know my phone number heart.
2: dude D- dylan said something about his phone number he didn't even give out any digits and literally later that day a backer texted him i was like okay
0: just randy delete this part <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't,
2: thankfully you didn't say my phone number, but like, I don't know why you're thinking that I'm going to like put my phone number out there.
0: Okay. Big Red. Big Red. Because of Bring It On. Or the gum. No, I actually hate the gum. I don't like cinnamon flavored. I I love cinnamon the spice. I hate cinnamon flavored shit. So I like don't like hot tamales or Big Red the soda or Big Red the gum.
1: cinnamon bun, you're all over.
0: Yeah. Or like cinnamon in my coffee and Mm. stuff. Oh, okay.
1: What was your screen name? I
2: had two. My first one was Young Willis. Yep. It was a name bestowed upon me by some family friends. I don't know why they called me that, but they was did. Was it Y-U-N-G? No, it was just straight up Young Willis. Nice. And then uh, I moved on. I think I had a few different ones, like some burners. Mm-hmm. But then I moved on to... I think at one point I just went to Will Freeze, and then I realized, like, that's narc, narc central.
1: But it's tight to have gotten the Will DeFreeze. Yeah. But
2: then I think I went to Wildo 8.
0: Wildo 8. Wildo 8 nice. is...
2: But we actually, admittedly, we moved on from AOL and some messenger, and all migrated over to MSN, and so MSN oh. became much larger for us. In that our is high like school.
0: maybe the most psychotic thing about your group of friends is that you all used no. MSN. MSN. Messenger. No,
2: because they before AOL could do it, MSN Messenger had the the functionality to see when the next person when the person was typing back to you, and that was big. Yeah, AIM, but AIM just, got that. It got that eventually, yeah, okay. but it was they got that only after we all migrated over to MSN Messenger. In oh. MSN was, Messenger, you could change your you could change your display name to anything you wanted it to be.
0: Like who who was the one friend who was like, "Hey guys, I think we should like move to MSN Messenger."
2: It didn't take one like friend pitching it to everybody. It's like if the hot girl in school gets on MSN, you're getting on MSN.
0: Yeah, but none of the sure. hot girls in our school were on MSN. We were all on AIM. Yeah. Did you like how I just dropped out? the Okay. That I was a hot well, girl?
2: the hot girls in our school definitely oh, the made the migration as well. So I know I, I only chatted with the hot girls in school.
0: <sighs> Maybe they weren't that hot if they were on MSN. Oh, once you get
2: that noise, whoa! Oh no, it's one. I'm just kidding. I definitely chatted with everybody. Didn't matter. I was a big chatter. That's how. I, that's how I can type so fast.
0: You don't hunt and peck like Dylan. Nope.
1: Imagine having a conversation with Dylan on, on AIM must have been a workout. Brutal. Like, the well, girls
2: that he was talking to were like, God, is he, is he just laboring over what to say to yeah. me right now?
0: No, they just definitely thought he didn't like them because it would take him like two hours <laughs> to respond. Yeah. Like, it
1: would be oh, like Dylan's a one-sentence like,
2: thing. Damn, Dylan takes L's even when he's out in the studio. You love to see it. I,
1: Dylan has to have an awesome screen name, though. It's got to be like Slugger83 like 83 or something.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's definitely baseball-related. I think he said it recently. I think it was baseball-related. Of
1: course. Uh, Do you guys have any shower thoughts before we get out of here?
0: Can somebody say their shower thoughts so I, like, know what a shower thought entails?
2: I can go with mine. Yeah, hit me. So this actually happened because I was in the shower, and I actually tweeted about it this morning. It was a tweet that I actually crafted a long time ago and put in my drafts because I thought to myself, "Well, if you tweet this at 1030 at night, people are going to think that you're just, like, on drugs. Mm -hmm. And so I saved it in my drafts, and I tweeted it out this morning. And I just said, do you ever rub your eyes so hard that it feels like you're in uh, Rainbow Road from Mario Kart? Mm Mm-hmm. You guys ever do that? Absolutely. Like
0: where you are seeing stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, like I don't do that enough, I feel like. I feel like it's kind of a fun sensation. Should I stop? Should I continue rubbing my eyes that hard? No, or should you definitely I never should rub not. my eyes that like... hard?
1: Dude, I you is there anything better than the feeling that when you rub your eyes when you have the allergies coming on and you know you're going to take a Claritin or something so it's like you know it's going to be relieved, but you have to get that itch. In. I want to yeah. rub oh. my
0: eyes.
2: Sometimes right now. you have to get it in and sometimes when I'm hungover, just a good like eye rub just really
1: clears things up. Yeah. Speaking of weird eye stuff, do you ever look at, like, when it's a really blue sky, do you ever look at the sky and you can see these little, like, darts of light Yeah, dashing around? They're like little triangles of I light?
2: I feel like that's just your, your eyes adjusting because you're staring near the sun, and so your you eyes just, are just, just getting weird. It's
1: totally blue sky. You'll see... It's really weird, and I've looked it up before because I thought I was I thought I was dying, Sally. I wet them, yeah. it.
0: You thought you had floaters? Yes. That's what um, that's and called. It turns
1: out it's like this really interesting phenomenon with light in your eyeballs. Oh. So not floaters, but next time there's a blue sky, I look at it and be like, "Oh
0: yeah, there's Okay. Floaters. Do any you sh- have a shower, shower thought? thoughts?
1: My shower thoughts. Uh, well, I don't want to get in trouble with the Swifties. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But Taylor Swift's dropping a new album uh-huh. on Friday.
0: But. The Fearless, the Taylor version?
1: Yeah, Fearless, the Taylor version. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. She was my uh, my 2020 number one artist on Spotify. Yeah. Same, big same. So before I... I wanted to get that out of the way before I said this. Well, I don't get the hype over
0: re-releasing songs. As somebody who loved Fearless when it came out, mm-hmm. I have to agree with this. Thank you. Because Thank you. to be honest, I'm like... I guess there's new songs on it that like weren't released in the past. Like that's okay. exciting. Yeah, but
2: how torqued are you getting for like a Toby Keith cameo? Or sorry, Keith Urban
0: cameo. I mean, I wasn't torched for a Toby Keith cameo, but I am torched for I, Keith Urban. I just like you love know, a good Australian. Am I excited? Po- yeah, star. but like
2: we've already heard these songs, so like I'm not really that excited. If
0: do you Whatever. even like if, know the catalog? Of- no,
2: that's a thing. Like I'm so late to the Taylor Swift game that I could just go back and be like, oh my god, like. Fearless. If, I, if I just acted hey, like Steven. Folklore was the first album she ever put – out, No, I guess I was into 1989, but if I, went, if I just took it from 1989 and went forward, I could feasibly just go back and act like she's releasing new albums like once a year and just introduce myself to her old album.
0: Fearless was like my entire sophomore year of college. White horse, What's the, story. The one
1: that everybody loves today, Mr. – like, hello, Mr. Perfect or something. G- goodbye, Mr. Perfect. What? I don't know what it is.
2: Yeah, no, it's a new song. Is that a new one? That's I think, yeah, song. that's one of
1: the new ones she's putting out. Okay.
0: Hey, Steven was a banger from that. Um, cool. Why don't you go call Steven?
1: Yeah. What, who's the Steven in that? Is it? Uh, no, it's just a random dude. Baldwin, actually. That'd be wild.
0: <laughs> it was. She later came out and said it was like a guy who worked on the tour whose name was Steven. Oh, like the PGA tour? No, her tour.
1: I can totally see Taylor Swift dating a PGA tour guy.
0: Actually, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. She'd be a good. She'd be a like good. Runs to her up wife.
1: after after the win. She'd and, be a good tour yeah. wife. I'd like that.
0: I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't have shower thoughts. That's fine. I mean, I do have random thoughts all the time, but like right now, all of my thoughts are consumed with the fact that this baby's literally kicking me in the bladder as bang, we speak. Bang, so bang. like, all I think about constantly Canelo. is like, what is this thing doing inside of me? You know. I, I would. I would wonder the same
1: thing. Like, what does does he or she have thoughts? Does he or she like?
0: No, I'm not wondering that. I'm literally oh. wondering like, is its fist going to crush my bladder? Uh, I, I
2: only have shower thoughts at this point because I take two a day.
1: Yeah, I've heard maybe three. I'm gonna pull a Drew at some point. Just come over and be like, hey, Drew you. took one last night
0: yeah, at our just, just came
1: over to take a shower.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. I
0: think they came on over under the guise of like having dinner with us, but he definitely like. You just wanted let to let it slid in. He was like, Hey, I'm gonna take a shower. We were like, Okay,
2: he left our shampoos all like kind of disheveled. I I was like, Dude, these try. were very orderly before I let you use my steam shower, my man. Man,
0: that's true. right, gotta be better.
1: All right, guys, that'll do it for the mail in podcast. Uh, you have fun?
0: Always I had a great time. Beautiful.
1: Subscribe, rate, five stars, review, and tell a friend. Uh, hit us on the hotline 888 362 MAIL. That's 888 362 6245. Or write in, give us some content at the link in the Twitter bio at mailinpodcast. We will see you next week.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. For now, until we meet again.
1: Goodbye.